Hello there, and welcome to Grim Reading, where each episode we read and review a Brothers Grimm tale. My name is Matthew Hughes, and with me on this journey is my co-host, Mr. Adam Field. This week on Grim Reading... Christmas Special 2019! So make yourself comfortable and prepare for a... Grim Reading! Hello! Hello! Hello there. Hello, listeners. Hello, Matt. Hello, Adam. Happy Christmas. Merry uh, holidays. Merry holidays, everybody. Season's greetings. Thank you for inviting me round to your castle for a Christmas celebration. Well, it's now a grim reading tradition, isn't it? You come <laughs> round the grim castle for, uh, for the grim reading Christmas party exactly. every year. So, yes. welcome back. Well, thank you. Is that to me? <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. It's to everyone. So, yeah, we've did, this is the second time we're having a Christmas special. Yes. It's a little end-of-year party. Yeah, but everybody's invited. We're going to unwind a little bit. Yes. We've got lots of uh, goodies here. Oh, um, yeah. What have we got? Well, it looks like we've got some Earl Grey, which is the most wholesome part of the setup. <laughs> yeah, a little part of Earl Grey. We've got <laughs> some uh, Stollen. Stollen, because, of course... German folktales right. and Christmas. It's, so it's got to be stolen. Mince pies. Mince pies, representing the UK. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and then I see a nice little bottle of port there, Adam. A little bit of festive port. Do you want to pull that out Yeah, of course. Would you like to in there? Please. A little tipple. And there's also a few presents I can see. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm looking forward to opening Very those. exciting. Oh, look at that. Nice. Is that... Yeah, yeah, that'll do but for now. He wants a that'll bit more. Do for now. He wants a little bit more. Getting greedy already. Okay, Thank well, you, you can come back for more. Right, uh, I'll pull one out for myself. It's just would like you, Christmas, isn't it? Would you care for... Well, it is. It is Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas party. Do you want some tea? Sir? I'd love some tea, sir. Lovely. Thank you, sir. Just, just holding the lid on so it doesn't fall out and spill tea everywhere. Perfect. Now, Ow. oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. The, it's put out the green candle. So, yeah, I'm a bit worried it's going to burn, but hopefully it'll be okay. Sat next to the, the candles is, of course, oh, Matt, one of Matt's Christmas presents to me from last year. Yeah. A cut-out unfold paper theatre set for the Bremen Town Musicians. From Pukaka. From Pukaka. It's, uh, yeah, it's literally a little theatre um <laughs> you can do perform your own um, perform your own Bremen Town musicians, and it sat on Adam's shelf for a, a year, uh, and I just forced him really throw me under the bus there to the make, Christmas bus to make it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, we did just make it together. We did, and yeah. we put on a little performance, and it was very good fun. It was fun. Well, the things you miss out when we're not recording. <laughs> uh, the other thing I see here are some Christmas crackers. Yes. Woo! Which yeah, we had last year on the podcast, and we talked about and we we pontificated as to whether or not they were a Christmas phenomenon outside of the UK because they're well known as sort of Christmas staple here in the UK. And we did wonder if any of you also had Christmas crackers. Yeah, and um, a long time ago, we got a message. <laughs> from a long, long time ago, Vonda. Hefeliafa, which is probably not a person's oh name. I'm really sorry, Vonda. <laughs> uh, she said, hello from America. 
Christmas crackers aren't really a thing here in the States, at least where I live in the Midwest. That's a shame. I've been to a few parties that have them, though, and they almost always universally have to be explained, it's some British thing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I wonder how Um, many things are explained that way. And she signs off, you guys should drink port during every episode. I quite agree, Vonda. I think we'd get gout, but... Cheers, Adam. Cheers. Merry Christmas. Let's... uh... It's so good. It's so good. It's I, so good. I feel like the last time I had port was in our last Christmas episode. Yeah. Right, Christmas crackers. Okay, we're going to pour oh, one each. Okay, so Christmas crackers then. We are, uh, they're hovering dangerously over candles. I'm, yeah, I'm a bit this worried. It's not going to go wrong. We've got it at the festive setup, but it's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, okay. okay, we're pulling the crackers. Three, two, two one, one, go. Oh, <laughs> Matt has pulled. Both crackers towards him with wow. such vigour, he's pulled over the microphone. <laughs> but he's kind of given them to me. Very vigorous. I love these crackers, by the way. They've got little robins, yeah. reindeer, little yeah, hares, toadstools, holly. Right. Okay. Christmas hat. So Christmas hat on. Matt's got purple. I've got First green. Yeah, so inside crackers, you get little um, Christmas gifts. They crack. That's why And then you crackers. get an annoying rustly hat. It's great um, for podcasts. Let's pop that on there. It doesn't really work with... Headphones. Looking beautiful. <laughs> Am I? Ooh. So this is my gift. I got a little card... Oh, that's... Hair. A card hair. Which is like a Christmas decoration. It's very pretty. <laughs> that's just falling off. Adam's hat just fell down. I will figure out... Oh, now I got a little robin. Oh, that's beautiful. Little Christmas decoration. How's festive? Forget all that. The most important part is the joke. Yes. Last year, for some reason, there was no joke in Adam's cracker. Yeah, he was very I mean, angry. everybody's angry. Did Adam get a joke this time? I did. Oh, would you like to go first? I can read mine. So, what do you call just married spiders? <laughs> Newlywebs. You got it. Is that right? That's right. Yes. 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 This and this is how I do uh, Christmas cracker jokes. Is I try and guess the punchline because you can always guess it. Well, well not always. Well, oh, okay. Not a big word. Voiced by my own petard. Okay. What do you get if you team Santa with a detective? Santa with a detectives. It's, uh, it's really bad. Santa Claus. Santa. Yes, you're on the right lines. Inspector Santa Claus. <laughs> Detective Santa Claus. Santa Clues. Oh, that's oh, a shame. That's yeah. lovely. I've that's got beautiful. I can't fit my hat on. Perfect. Now I also see there's a present there. There is indeed. I'm eating mince pie though. <laughs> well, um, I've also got you. I said I was only going to get you one. Gift. I know. I see two in your hands right now. Yeah. So I got you your gift. And then I saw something that I could not get you. Okay. So maybe you can maybe open one. So I'm just opening this one. Mm, what could it be? Hmm, it's rectangular. Lovely paper. Mm-hmm. It's got little uh, little elves and a horse <laughs> and a goat on it. It's beautiful. Right. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I know. It's what you always wanted. Den of Geek calls this gloriously gory. 
It's Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Yeah, it's the movie. Jeremy Renner and Gemma Arterton star in Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Get ready for a twisted take on the classic tale as Hansel, Jeremy Renner, and Gretel, Gemma Arterton, have turned pro. (laughs) What do you mean they've turned pro? They've turned pro. Coping with the trauma of their childhood captivity by slaying witches for hire. <laughs> no, wait, are they... Are they... Can they be hired to slay witches, or are they slaying witches for hire? <laughs> uh, but when the seemingly unstoppable bounty hunters meet their match in an enemy so evil, it'll take all their training weapons and courage to survive. Matt, that is fantastic. You're, Thank you so no much. No worries, man. Did it actually say it will take all their training, weapons, and courage to survive? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. I didn't just come up with that. Wow. So last year, uh, you got me the Brothers Grimm movie starring Matt Damon and Heath Ledger. So I thought I'd reciprocate. You, I mean, you made you put me through that torture. So I torture. Thought, oh, I, that was a joyful experience, wasn't it? No. <laughs> I have a feeling this will be even better slash worse. Uh, I mean, Jeremy Renner and Gemma Arterton are cool. So They're on. very cool, so yeah. uh, I'm glad they're attached to the project. Mm. Well, I've just got the one, because Matt That's said fine. we were only doing one. Uh, this happened last time. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I've only got the one. It's a suspiciously similar... Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> ...shape to my remaining present. I'm, uh, I'm worried. Don't say too much. Ha- here, have this. Thank you very much. Oh, it's... Uh, <laughs> Glittery snowflakes. It's very glittery. It's got glitter everywhere. Oh, no. It's just going all over the shop. Okay. Is it the same? Hang on. It's... 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 The best of Chanticleer. America's acapella pride and joy. It's a CD of the vocal orchestra Chanticleer. This superb collection... Focuses on what Chanticleer does best. Make exquisitely beautiful music. And not carriages. <laughs> the ensemble, called an orchestra of voices, brings vibrant colour, technical mastery, and outstanding musicianship to each track. Unlike... Well, I won't read anymore. That's very, very exciting. W- thank you very much. Would you like to open um, your <laughs> last <coughs> I present? Would. Um, Isn't the cover great? <laughs> yeah, it's got all the all of the Chanticleers in their little tuxes. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. The best so of Chanticleers. my other present, very similar in shape. Uh, Another disc format we I know and love. I went. I should have uh, quit while I was ahead. Uh, Matthew. God, <laughs> <laughs> Chanticleer, a portrait <laughs> with the same guys you know and love on the front. <laughs> Well, um, you know, we are now both the proud owners of Chanticleer CDs. Yes. So, <laughs> look at that. That's, you've got Chanticleer a portrait, yeah, which I think I think like mine's best of that you give me. But that one is a portrait of them over the years, how they've changed. Ah, I see. So, I'm, but technically, mine's got best in the title. So, <laughs> well, I'm a I'm a mixture of embarrassed that. I went too far, bought you another present, it's the same one you bought me, thus undermining your present. Hey, but also kind of really relieved, because I wouldn't want to deprive you of a Chanticleer CD. No. Like, you bought one I'd and gave it I'd just be jealous you. all the time. Uh, I like that we've both got each other obsolete forms of, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of technology. DVDs and CDs, DVDs. that's what it's all about today, kids. <laughs> yeah. 
Fantastic. Uh, would you like Stollen? Oh, I'd love a bit of Stollen. I'd also like a bit more port. Uh, I think we should. It off. I think we should. Here's some Stollen. Wade in the water. Christmas time is here. The last track is Christmas time is here. <laughs> and it is here. Important announcement. Mmm, <laughs> that's <laughs> nice, Stollen. It's lovely, Stollen. Busy uh, series to a busy year, really. It has. I mean, there was a big gap in the middle. I know some of you missed us. We're very sorry we were away, but we've been back oh, three months or so now. I think so. And um, it has been busy, and it's mm. been a lot of fun. And uh, it's great to be getting messages from you guys and for all the support mm -hmm. we've had on Patreon, in particular from our patrons. So thank you very much to you guys. Yeah, it's really, really nice to be back. And it's been a very good year. It really has. Tiring year. I tell yes. you, I am ready for Christmas break. So I'm delighted <laughs> that I don't have to do any work in this episode. You get to sit back just like I normally do. And enjoy a Christmas fairy tale. So so last year, yes. we did a couple of, we did two Christmas fairy tales because we weren't even we sure did. they were a real thing. And the Brothers Grimm don't have any Christmas fairy tales, apart from the elves and the shoemaker, which we kind of discovered in late October. But that's too late to worry about that. So yes. I believe Adam has gone outside the realms Yet of again, the Brothers Grimm yeah. to look for a uh, Christmas fairy tale. Have you found me one, Adam? I have. Yes. It's, uh, it's a big one. So I'm going to read you, Matt. Okay. He's nervous. I can I see he's yeah. nervous. Hopefully excited too. I'm going to read you The Fir Tree by Hans Christian Andersen. Whoa. Yes, boy. Hans Christian Andersen. Yes, the one and only, the inimitable. The Fir Tree. Far down in the forest, where the warm sun and the fresh air made a sweet resting place, grew a pretty little fir tree, and yet it was not happy. It wished so much to be tall like its companions, the pines and firs which grew around it. The sun shone and the soft air fluttered its leaves and the little peasant children passed by, prattling merrily, but the fir tree heeded them not. Sometimes the children would bring a large basket of raspberries or strawberries wreathed on a straw and seat themselves near the fir tree and say, Is it not a pretty little tree? Ah. Which made it feel more unhappy than before. Oh, no. And yet, all this while, the tree grew a notch or joint taller every year. For by the numbers of joints in the stem of a fir tree, we can <laughs> discover its age. <laughs> Thanks for that, Hans. Still, as it grew, it complained. Oh, how I wish I were as tall as the other trees. Then I would spread out my branches on every side and my top would overlook the wide world. I should have the birds building their nests on my boughs, and when the wind blew, I should bow with stately dignity like my tall companions. This is tragic. Yes. Do it's we, sad, isn't it? Do we know what's wrong with the tree? 
Or does it just say that it's a little tree? It's just sad that it's little. It, it sees something oh, okay. yeah, got, in the yeah. future and it's just, it's got pining you. for that. Well, yeah. not, well, fur and pine, you know, tree puns. See something in the future? What do you mean? As in, it's Doesn't seeing it... its future in the older trees and it just it wants to race towards that. Okay, but it's gotcha. got to It's got to grow. It's got, got to, it's it takes go. time. Yeah. It takes All time. Right. Okay. The tree was so discontented that it took no pleasure in the warm sunshine, the birds, or the rosy clouds that floated over it morning and evening. Sometimes, in winter, when the snow lay white and glittering on the ground, a hare would come springing along and jump right over the little tree. Wow. And then, how mortified it would feel. That is embarrassing. When a hare jumps over me, I feel absolutely mortified. Two winters passed, and when the third arrived, the tree had grown so tall that the hare was obliged to run around it. The hare's still going. Sorry, <laughs> still... I'm eating my... <laughs> That's what it's all about. It's been doing it for like six months. Oh yeah, it's got a little tradition. Right. It's like, oh, I can't quite make mm. it this year. Yet it remained unsatisfied and would exclaim, Oh, if I could but keep on growing tall and old, there is nothing else worth caring for in the world. In the autumn, as usual, the woodcutters came down and cut several of the tallest trees, and the young fir tree, which was now grown to its full height, shuddered as the noble trees fell to the earth with a crash. After the branches were lopped off, the trunks looked so slender and bare that they could scarcely be recognised. Then they were placed upon wagons and drawn by horses out of the forest. Where are you going? What would become of them? The young fir tree wished very much to know. So in the spring, when the swallows and the storks came, it asked, Do you know where those trees were taken? Did you meet them? The trees asking the birds. Yeah, exactly. Cool. The swallows knew nothing, but the stork, after a little reflection, nodded his head and said, Yes, I think I do. I met several new ships when I flew from Egypt, and they had fine masts that smelt like fur. Whoa, it's expanding. (laughs) I think these must have been the trees. I assure you, they were stately. Very stately. (laughs) They made the mast out of the the ship. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. But they were stately, though, so... Oh, how I wish I were tall enough to go on the sea, said the fir tree. What is the sea? And what does it look like? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he understands. It would take too much time to explain, said the stork, flying quickly away. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you another time. (laughs) Rejoice in thy youth, said the sunbeam. Rejoice (laughs) in thy fresh growth and the young life that is in thee. And the wind kissed the tree, and the dew watered it with tears, but the fir tree regarded them not. Christmas time drew near, and many young trees were cut down, some even smaller and younger than the fir tree, who enjoyed neither rest nor peace, with longing to leave its forest home. These young trees, which were chosen for their beauty, kept their branches, and were also laid on wagons and drawn by horses out of the forest. Where are they going? asked the fir tree. They are not taller than I am. Indeed, one is much less. And why are the branches not cut off? Where are they going? We know, we know, (laughs) sang the sparrows. We have looked in the windows of the houses in the town and we know what is done with them. They are dressed up in the most splendid manner. We have seen them standing in the middle of a warm room and adorned with all sorts of beautiful things. Honey cakes, gilded apples, playthings and... Many hundreds of wax tapers. And then, asked the fir tree, trembling through all its branches, and then what happens? 
We did not see any more, said the sparrows, but this was enough for us. It does sound weird when you say it like that about a Christmas tree. <laughs> dressed up. <laughs> just dress, you just take a tree in your house and dress it up. Dress it up. All dressed it's up nowhere to go. Rejoice with us, said the air and the sunlight. Enjoy thine own bright life in the fresh air. But the tree would not rejoice, though it grew taller every day, and winter and summer, its dark green foliage might be seen in the forest while passers-by would say, What a beautiful tree! A short time before Christmas, the discontented fir tree was the first to fall. As the axe cut through the stem and divided the pith, the tree fell with a groan to the earth, conscious of pain and faintness, and forgetting all its anticipations of happiness, in sorrow at leaving its home in the forest. It knew that it should never again see its dear old companions, the trees, nor the little bushes, and many coloured flowers that had grown by its side. This is just ruining Christmas for me, Adam. (laughs) Perhaps not even the birds. I'm sorry, is this bringing you down? Goodness me, yeah. I'm feeling low. Neither was the journey at all pleasant. The tree first recovered itself while being unpacked in the courtyard of a house, with several other trees, and it heard a man say, We only want one, and this is the prettiest. Our tree, of course. Oh, of course it's our tree. Good old fir tree. Then came two servants in grand livery and carried the fir tree into a large and beautiful apartment. On the walls hung pictures and near the great stove stood great china vases with lions on the lids. There were rocking chairs, silken sofas, large tables covered with pictures, books and playthings. Worth a great deal of money. <laughs> Let's just cut to the chase. They had a lot of money, these people. <laughs> At least the children said so. <laughs> really? Aww. Then the fir tree was placed in a large tub full of sand, but green bays hung all around it so that no one could see it was a tub, and it stood on a very handsome carpet. Getting a lot of description. <laughs> he's he's going into the room. detail, Hans is. <laughs> How the fir tree trembled. What was going to happen to him now? Aww. Some young ladies came, and the servants helped them okay. to adorn the tree. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On one branch, they hung little bags cut out of coloured paper, and each bag was filled with sweetmeats. <laughs> From other branches hung gilded apples and walnuts, as if they had grown there. Hang on. So they're decorating the Christmas tree with food? Yeah. Like, not like candy canes. No, old school. Like, a, a bag full of mincemeat. Candied fruit and that sort of thing. It's still pretty odd. It is a bit weird, isn't and it? And golden apples. All right. And walnuts, as Go- if they had grown there. And above, and all round, were hundreds of red, blue, and white tapers, which were fastened on the branches. It's a red, blue, and white Christmas. <laughs> I like it. It's not red, white, and blue. It's red, blue, and white. <laughs> yeah. Dolls, exactly like real babies, <laughs> well, it's not over yet. It's just <laughs> were placed under the green leaves. The tree had never seen such things before, and at the very top was fastened a glittering star made of tinsel. Oh, it was very beautiful. <laughs> I'm sure. Just in case you hadn't got the idea, it was very beautiful, man. Okay. Very expensive. Yeah. Okay. The kid, the kid said, "The evening." They all exclaimed, "How bright it will be! Oh, that the evening were come!" Thought the tree. And the tapers lighted. Then I shall know what else is going to happen. So the tree's really happy with all this ornament. He's loving it, yeah. Cool. Will the trees of the forest come to see me? I wonder if the sparrows will peep in at the windows as they fly. Shall I grow faster here and keep on all these ornaments, summer and winter? He's got so many thoughts. I know, he's just, oh, he's so anxious. But guessing was of very little use. Mm. It made his bark ache. 
Which is <laughs> nobody wants that. And this pain is as bad for a slender fir tree as headache is for us. Just so you know, it's <laughs> no, as bad it's as a okay. headache. You're man. Right. So I've got it's a, giving me a headache. I've got something to compare. <laughs> okay, now I can empathise. At last, the tapers were lighted, and then what a glistening blaze of light the tree presented! Mm. It trembled so with joy in all its branches that one of the candles fell among the green leaves and burnt some of them. Help! Help! exclaimed oh. the young ladies. But there was no danger, for they quickly extinguished the fire. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> After this, the tree tried not to tremble at all, though the fire frightened him, and he was so anxious not to hurt any of the beautiful ornaments, even while their brilliancy dazzled him. And now the folding doors were thrown open, and a troop of children rushed in as if they intended to upset the tree. They were followed more silently by their elders. For a moment, the little ones stood silent with astonishment, and then they shouted for joy till the room rang, and they danced merrily around the tree while one present after another was taken from it. Mm. What are they doing? What will happen next? thought the fir. At last, the candles burnt down to the branches and were put out. Then the children received permission to plunder the tree. What? what? <laughs> like, excuse me? Go mental, kids. Go, go nuts. Here's an axe. Oh, no. Oh, how they rushed upon it till the branches cracked. And had it not been fastened with the glistening star to the ceiling, it must what? have been... Thr- I know. Sorry, I don't know. Wait, what? They put a star on the top and then fastened that to the ceiling. <laughs> the tree is dangling from the ceiling. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> it's gone from being a really pretty scene with candles on the tree to just, just being, mental. like, suspended, like, <laughs> Like a piñata, a Christmas piñata. <laughs> yeah. The children then danced about with their pretty toys, and no one noticed the tree, except the children's oh. maid, who came and peeped among the branches to see if an apple or a fig had been forgotten. Oh, God, this has gone dark again. A story! A story! cried the children, pulling a little fat man towards the tree. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, also, I thought the maid was doing that because she wanted to get something for herself, but I guess... It's meaning, like, she's just making sure they've got all of the food. I think she wanted something for herself, then. Okay, all right, it is dark and depressing. And now they're bullying a fat man. No, they're just (sighs) pulling him to read them a story. Okay, all right, yeah. Can't tell if this is wholesome or really dark. You just have to go (laughs) with it. I can't tell. (laughs) Okay, all right. I love that we're seeing it from a tree's perspective, though, Christmas. This is Exactly, it's great. It's so cool. It's lovely. All right. Now we shall be in the green shade. Is this the the fat man? man? Yes. Okay, yeah, sorry. As he seated himself under it. And the tree will have the pleasure of hearing also. But I shall only relate one story. What shall it be? Avid, Avid, or Humpty Dumpty, who fell down the stairs, but soon got up again and at last married a princess. Well, he's just told them. It's <laughs> a story. Well, we'll have the first Sounds one Sounds like then. a great story, doesn't it? <laughs> what's, what's the first one called? I don't know. Avid, Avid. Avid, Avid. I tried right. a bit of uh, internet search on Did that. You indeed? And uh, it seems like it's... How did that pan out? <laughs> There's very little of it. Okay. There's no real English translations I could find. Oh. I think it's a Scandinavian one of some cool. description. All right. But the Humpty Dumpty one, falling down the stairs and marrying a princess, sounds pretty great, doesn't it? Oh, I do like that version of Humpty Dumpty. Avid, Avid, cried some. Humpty Dumpty, cried others. But there was a fine shouting and crying about. But the fir tree remained quite still and thought to himself... Shall I have anything to do with this? <laughs> but he had already amused them as much as they wished. Then the old man told them the story of Humpty Dumpty, how he fell down the stairs and was raised up again and married a princess. 
And the children clapped their hands and cried, Tell another, tell another! Yeah, he just repeated himself. <laughs> <laughs> so the Christmas tree is sort of like, is that it? Is that all I'm used for? That's, yeah. Okay. I know. All right. It, yeah. You just wait. <laughs> tell another, tell another, for they wanted to hear the story of Ividavid. But they had only had Humpty Dumpty. After this, the fir tree became quite silent and thoughtful. Never had the birds in the forest told such tales as Humpty Dumpty, who fell downstairs and yet married a princess. (laughs) We've heard the plot, all right, (laughs) three times now. (laughs) Ah, yes, so it happens in the world, thought the fir tree. He believed it all, because it was related by such a nice man. Ah, well, he thought, who knows? Perhaps I may fall down too and marry a princess. Oh! (laughs) He's getting ideas. (laughs) And he looked forward joyfully to the next evening, expecting to be again decked out with lights and playthings, gold and fruit. Tomorrow I will not tremble, thought he. I will enjoy all my splendour and I shall hear the story of Humpty Dumpty again and perhaps Ivy David. Oh, so he's like... I made a little mistake, and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I burnt the tree a little bit. Exactly. I nearly killed everyone. I'm going to do it better tomorrow. Oh, okay. And the tree remained quiet and thoughtful all night. In the morning, the servants and the housemaid came in. Now, thought the fir, all my splendour is going to begin again. But they dragged him out of the room and upstairs to the garret and threw him on the floor in a dark corner where no daylight shone, and they left him. Oh. What does this mean, thought the tree? What am I to do here? Don't do this to me, Adam. I can hear nothing in a place like this. And he had time enough to think. The days and nights passed and no one came near him. (laughs) And when at last somebody did come, it was only to put away large boxes in a corner. So the tree was completely hidden from sight as if it never existed. It is winter now, thought the tree. The ground is hard and covered with snow so that people cannot plant me. I shall be sheltered here, I dare say, until spring comes. How thoughtful and kind everybody is to me. Still, I wish this place was not so dark, as well as lonely, with not even a little hair to look at. How pleasant it was out in the forest while the snow lay on the ground, when the hair would run by, yes, and jump over me too, although I did not like it then. Oh, it is terrible lonely here. Oh, you're breaking my heart! <laughs> oh. Squeak, squeak, said a little mouse, creeping cautiously towards the tree. Then came another and they both sniffed at the fir tree and crept between the branches. Oh, it is very cold, said the little mouse, or else we should be so comfortable here, shouldn't we, you old fir tree? I am not old, said the fir tree. There are many who are older than I am. Make up your mind, you want to be old or young. (laughs) He's he's clinging on to his youth. (laughs) After wishing it away. Where do you come from, and what do you know? asked the mice, who were full of curiosity. They're in a proper argument now. (laughs) Have you seen the most beautiful places in the world? Can you tell us about them? That's a weird question. <laughs> and have you seen? And have you been in the storeroom where cheeses lie on the shelf and hands hang from the ceiling? One can run about on tallow candles there and go in thin and come out fat. Oh, and the tree can't leave this conversation. <laughs> they can't walk. I know nothing of that place, said the fir tree. But I know the wood where the sun shines and the birds sing. And then the tree told the little mice all about its youth. They had never heard such an account in their lives, and after they had listened to it attentively, they said, What number of things have you seen? You must be very happy. Happy! exclaimed the fir tree, and then, as he reflected upon what he had been telling them, said, Ah, yes, after all, those were happy days. But when he went on and related all about Christmas Eve, 
and how he had been dressed up with cakes and lights. The mice said, How happy you must have been, you old fir tree. I am not old at all, replied the tree. I only came from the forest this winter. I am now checked in my growth. He's fuming. What splendid stories you can relate, said the little mice. And the next night, four other mice came with him to hear what the tree had to tell. The more he talked, the more he remembered. And then he thought to himself, those were happy days, but they may come again. Humpty Dumpty fell down the stairs, and yet he married a princess. Perhaps I may marry a princess too. Did he marry a princess, Humpty Dumpty? Didn't the the king try and fix him and couldn't? They couldn't, with all the horses. And that's it? No, apparently he fell down the stairs and he married a princess. (laughs) Okay, it's all right. I prefer that He fell down the stairs, like, got up, dusted himself off, like, that was close. And then was like, wow, hello. (laughs) Who is Humpty Dumpty? Asked the little mice. Good question. (laughs) He's an egg. (laughs) Thanks for asking. And then the tree related the whole story. He could remember every single word. And the little mice were so delighted with it that they were ready to jump to the top of the tree. (laughs) (laughs) Must have been a good story. (laughs) The next night, a great many more mice made their appearance. He's lying down the tree as well, isn't he? I think so. Has he got a mouth? How's this going down? I don't know. He's just transmitting speech <laughs> okay. through his branches. <laughs> okay. I don't really know the physics of that. Yeah. And on Sunday, two rats came with them. Oh, do we like the rats? But they said it was not a pretty story at all. Oh, dear. And the little mice were very sorry, for it made them also think less of it. <laughs> oh, that was easy. I know. That was easy. They're like, we love this story. Hey, come rats, listen to it. It's rubbish. Yeah, I think it is, actually. Yeah, I never, never liked it anyway, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. It's rubbish, yeah. Do you only know one story? Asked the rats. Only one, replied the fir tree. I heard it on the happiest evening of my life, but I did not know I was so happy at the time. We think it is a very miserable story, said the rats. Don't you know any stories about bacon or tallow in the story? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you know any martial arts stories? (laughs) Come on, mate. Come on. (laughs) Any superheroes? That was a lovely story, but have you got one about bacon? (laughs) Send a rat to a Christmas tree. <laughs> I think that one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, a, that's fine. That's fine. You got one about bacon. <laughs> Even my, when I'm watching my favourite films, I think could do with more bacon. Needs more bacon. I make a little note. Needs more bacon. <sighs> no, replied the tree. Many thanks to you, then, replied the rats, and they marched off. The little mice also kept away after this. And the tree sighed and said, It was very pleasant when the merry little mice sat around me and listened while I talked. Now that is all past too. However, I shall consider myself happy when someone comes to take me out of this place. But would this ever happen? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) One morning, people came to clear out the garret. The boxes were packed away and the tree was pulled out of the corner and thrown roughly on the garret floor. Then the servant dragged it out upon the staircase where the daylight shone. Is a garret an attic? It is. I looked it up. Good well, man. well Thank guessed. You've got to anticipate my questions in advance. <laughs> now life is beginning again, said the tree, rejoicing in the sunshine and fresh air. Then it was carried downstairs and taken into the courtyard so quickly that it forgot to think of itself and could only look about. There was so much to be seen. The court was close to a garden where everything looked blooming. 
Fresh and fragrant roses hung over the little palings. The linden trees were in blossom. Well, while the swallows flew here and there, crying, Twit, 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 my mate is coming. But it was not the fir tree they meant. Now I shall live, cried the tree, joyfully spreading out its branches. But alas, they were all withered and yellow, and it lay in a corner amongst weeds and nettles. The star of gold paper still stuck in the top of the tree and glittered in the sunshine. In the same courtyard, two of the merry children were playing who had danced around the tree at Christmas and had been so happy. The youngest saw the gilded star and ran and pulled it off the tree. Look what is sticking to that ugly old fir tree, said the oh, child, no. treading on the branches till they crackled under his boots. Adam, you're upsetting me again. <laughs> <laughs> and the tree saw all the fresh bright flowers in the garden and then looked at itself and wished it had remained in the dark corner of the garret. It thought of its fresh youth in the forest, of the merry Christmas evening, of the little mice who had listened to the story of Humpty Dumpty. Past, past, said the old tree. Oh, had I but enjoyed myself while I could have done so. But now it is too late. Then a lad came and chopped the tree into small pieces. <laughs> till a large bundle lay in a heap on the ground. And the tree thought, I was so happy in the, in the rubbish pile <laughs> right. in the garden. The pieces were placed oh. on the fire under the copper. They thought, I was so happy when I was chopped up. <laughs> yeah, why didn't I appreciate why that? I... <laughs> the pieces were placed in a fire under the copper and they quickly blazed up brightly, while the tree sighed so deeply that each sigh was like a pistol shot. <laughs> that, well, that's not... What? No! Then the children, who were at play, came and seated themselves in front of the fire. And looked at it. Can you do that? No, I can't. Is the answer to that question? It's impossible. The children came and seated themselves in front of the fire and looked at it and cried, Pop, pop! But at each pop, which was a deep sigh, the tree was thinking of a summer day in the forest. So the the tree's crackling. Basically, it's the crackles of the tree in the fire, and that's the sigh coming out in the form of like a crackling. Yeah. Yeah, like, like like I can hear now because we've got the lovely fire exactly. going. Exactly. Yeah, you hear that oh, in the no. background. That's an old fir tree. We're never going to look at our fire in the same. Getting way. wistful over a summertime gone. Wow. So the tree was thinking of a summer day in the forest, and of Christmas evening, and of Humpty Dumpty, the only story it had ever heard or oh. knew how to relate, till at last it was consumed. The boys still played in the garden, and the youngest wore the golden star on his breast with which the tree had been adorned during the happiest evening of its existence. Now all was past, the tree's life was past, and the story also, for all stories must come to an end at last. The end.
Holy. It's profound, isn't it? It's deeply profound. So, there's nothing like a bit of Christmas joy, but there's also nothing like a little bit of Christmas melancholy. Well, thank (laughs) thank goodness, because I am chock full of it. Oh, that has... That's made me a bit emotional. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. It is emotional, isn't it? Blimey. What are your thoughts? Um, I like a bit more port. <laughs> That's my first thought. Let's get the man some port. Please. I think you, you deserve some as well. I think that. so. Well done. That was amazing. Long one. It's a long one. <sighs> and it didn't it's... feel that long, I have did to it say. Not? Okay. No, it really That's didn't. Good. It really didn't. I was expecting <laughs> to be here all night. So you've... Oh, thank you very much, sir. Welcome. So you've gone straight to the, you know, Premier League. You've gone for the big hitter there. You've gone for Hans Christian Andersen and his... One of his Christmas stories. One of his big ones, yeah. So I think we forgot to say earlier, Hans Christian Andersen is obviously Danish. Yes. So we had Norwegian stories last year, I think. Oh, and Bulgarian. There was, yeah, so a bit, uh, yeah. quite a long Bulgarian one followed by uh, The Cat and the Dropperfell, which is a Norwegian... Absolutely. Christmas folktale. And now we've gone to Denmark. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, after the Brothers Grimm, he's got to be the most famous. Definitely. So, and um, man. even if you have a, a kind of a passing appreciation mm-hmm. of folktales, mm-hmm. you'll know of the Little Mermaid, for instance. That's Hans yeah. Christian Andersen. Absolutely. He's, a, he's yeah. a big hitter in the world of fairy tales, as you say. Yes, he is super duper famous, uh, and I think he was a bit bit later than the Brothers Grimm. If I'm not mistaken, but he was he was the author of the fairy tales. He wasn't purporting to be That's going right. around and collecting them off of the everyday people. He just wrote them. That's all I know. I, I genuinely haven't. That is that's the first Hans Christian Andersen story I've heard like properly. Really? Yeah, maybe since I was a kid. Uh, and it's very very different to the Brothers Isn't Grimm. It? Very very different. Very different. I um, mean, it, it it has those more illustrative passages, which are indicative of the fact that it's. Um, authored rather than supposedly the pure German peasants telling their stories, exactly, which yeah. are more simple. This is it's a bit more colourful, flowery. Yes. Um, and it goes into great detail about uh, the Christmas decorations yeah. and, the, and the specific trees that are in bloom in the garden. <laughs> um, but in a way, I've, I really liked it because it... Perhaps what we were lacking with the elves and the shoemaker was um, a bit of atmosphere... And this was just a chock full of atmosphere. It? Absolutely, it. yeah, soaked in atmosphere, I thought. Soaking in atmosphere. <laughs> Maybe I'm soaking in port. But, um, uh, I really liked it. I, you couldn't really have picked a sadder story. Yeah, so it was in two minds when I actually got round to reading it. I picked mm-hmm. it out and I thought, this is going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. And then I read it and I thought, is this too sad? So I did <laughs> wrestle with that a little bit. But A, I, think it's, I still think it's a great message for Christmas time because... Basically, and the theme of the story you picked up on, I think, is that what the, what this tree is suffering with, it was kind of unable to appreciate anything in the moment and was mm. always forever looking forward to something else that would be better. Mm-hmm. And then forever looking back and saying, I wish I'd enjoyed that in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's only melancholy in the fact that he's constantly being looking forward to something which will never come and being just being forever wistful about the past. Yeah. So, yes, it's melancholic, but the yeah. message being, if there were to be a moral to take out of this, to be enjoy the moment. Enjoy I, the moment, because life is amazing. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I've, never, I've, never, I've never felt that the tragedy of not living in the moment quite as much 
as I am feeling right now. I, I really like this table. It's beautiful. I'm Isn't it lovely? <laughs> Look at those candles. Just let's, can we take enjoy a moment and just enjoy yeah. the candles? Beautiful uh, candles. Be- I'm not really enjoying it. I have to say I'm too stressed. <laughs> I'm enjoying uh, the port. I'm enjoying this mince pie and this lovely fireside chat. I think um, particularly when he's... Is it a he? The tree is a he, right? It is a he. He's in the forest and yes. he's like, I want to be as tall as those trees so I can... Adam's just decorated his mic stand with the cracker decoration. Yeah. <laughs> nice touch. So he's high, he wants to be as high as the other trees so he can see everywhere. He's always, he's always sort of longing for all different types of things all the time. Yes. And then, then the hair's jumping over him and at, at the beginning he just hates that and he just... It, it, to him, it emphasises how small he is. But by the end, when he's a decrepit heap of wood, mm. he's even missing having the little hair, his little friend, jump over him. Exactly. And I really, yeah, like, when he's jealous of the other trees that are chopped down and made into masts or taken as Christmas trees, and he's like, oh, I really want to go with them. You're just like, no, don't, no you, you don't. know, that's ridiculous. I appreciate what you've got. You're in a lovely forest, but, but also, birds. Yeah, you're being taken by humans. They're, like, chopping you down and then putting you in their house. It's a bit weird. Yeah. Um, and then when he's in the house with the kids... And he's shaking because he's... I mean, imagine seeing that. <laughs> Your Christmas tree starts going... <laughs> and drops the candle on the floor. I like candles in a Christmas tree. That's a lovely idea. It's a nice idea, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you did twist it a bit there when suddenly he's hanging from the ceiling listening to Humpty Dumpty. So I don't think... In my head, when, so when I read that, I don't think he's actually hanging from the ceiling. I'm mm. not sure why it says... I think he's planted on the floor in this bucket. Of sand. Covered with green bays, so you can't see it's a bucket. Clever. <laughs> Very but, expensive. But it's either it's either so tall that the like the star is sort of wedged against the ceiling, mm-hmm. or it's just kind of the stars fastened to the ceiling as well as it being planted on the floor. So I don't think it's actually hanging, because that would be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. A, t- a Christmas tree hanging from the ceiling that you can kind of push back and forth. Yeah. And then he listens to the story of Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty, who <laughs> fell down the stairs and married a princess. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty too. <laughs> More he, Humpty two stairs. He fell down the stairs and married a princess. <laughs> I thought, yeah, because at first I thought that was the plot that he was explained, but that's just the title of the story, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to hear the other story, to be honest. I did feel kind of a bit Inception when you you were telling me a story about a man telling a story to some children and a Christmas tree, and then the yeah. Christmas tree tells the story to some mice. I was like... <laughs> we like, need to go deeper. We need to go deeper. <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah, so it, it's kind of. I was waiting for a big happy finale where they take him out of the attic and live with the Christmas tree all year round and he's happy forever. And it was a certain point when he's being chucked down the outdoor stairs from the attic, I was like, oh, this isn't going to have a happy ending. Yeah. But when you said. and. It didn't make any sense at first that okay. he sighed like a pistol shot. Yeah. But when it became clear that crackling fire, the wood crackling, is the lamentation of the tree remembering its youth in the forest. I'm never going to set fire to wood again. <laughs> no, I, I will. But, <laughs> but, but I'll always think that. Yeah. That will definitely be staying with me. Yeah. That's a really powerful... It is, yeah. ...kind of idea, yeah. I don't, I'm a bit lost for words, I have to say. It's quite... There's a real emotional heft to it, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not just 
fun and games and frivolity. No, and there's Christmas, no fun uh, here. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Conviviality. But it's, yeah, it's... Yeah. I think Christmas is a good time to have a strong emotional message, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, that's a... It's an amazing Christmas story. Yeah. And you're so right. And I think we talked about it in The Elves and The Shoemaker. Mm-hmm. An integral part of Christmas is a melancholic little feeling. Exactly. It's a real... It wouldn't be Christmas without it. And I think what that does is cleverly mines that aspect of Christmas, expands it so you're kind of drenched in the melancholy. Yeah, I mean, it it runs at home. But shows why that melancholy is a part of Christmas. Because actually... I mean, in the end, the tree was cut up and burnt in a fire. Yeah. And the kids were making, like, little gunshot sounds after it, which yeah. is not technically a happy ending. But in not a way, really. it was a happy ending. Because the tree did actually live a good life. It did. And it realised. And the message for us as the audience is clear to see, right? Enjoy the moment. That's yeah. it. And the tree, its life is over, but it had a good life. And it had the happiest day of its life was Christmas Day. <laughs> so I think, yeah, it shows how that melancholic aspect of Christmas is kind of... It, there's a reason it's there. Yes. The power of Christmas. It's a lot to take in, isn't there? Rats and bacon. Rats love stories about bacon. <laughs> yes. what, I, what I really love yeah. is when the mice come and meet the tree in the, in the attic, in the garret. Mm. Because they're like... They're really excited to see this tree and they're like... Who are you? Where have you been? Have you seen the most beautiful things in the world? Have you seen the storeroom where there's loads of cheese? Have you? Have you? It's like when you go somewhere and there's a kid like excitedly yeah. telling you the stuff and you're like, what are you talking about? Help. I can see the tree rolling <laughs> over and going, oh. <laughs> I love that. I like that it was like, have you seen like the entire world? And have you seen that larder over there? <laughs> because in the mice's mind, that's the same thing. It's yeah. like... <laughs> Come here, rats, come here, come here, listen to the story. The story's amazing. Oh, the story's rubbish. Yeah, I didn't really like the story anyway, it was rubbish. Desperate to please the rats. (laughs) You got one about bacon. (laughs) I think that's my favourite bit of the story. Yeah, rats like stories about bacon. That's that's the take home. I don't know any stories about bacon. Um, No, me neither. (laughs) uh, Do we know any stories about bacon? Email us if you know any stories about bacon. Grimreadingpodcast at gmail.com. In the subject, put bacon stories and um, let us know. And we'll be very happy. It'll make our Christmas. We can uh, go read some stories to some rats and make them very happy. Fantastic. Well, before we go, I've been looking at the rankings of our stories. Uh, would you like to hear some interesting Grim Reading statistics? I'd love to. Series 2 started end of September? Early October, was it? September, yes. Not long. Yes. It's not been going for very long, but we've packed in seven stories, or seven episodes. Yeah. Eight now, with uh, Christmas special. Indeed. Which were... The Golden Goose, The Pack of Ragamuffins, The Three Spinners, The Elves, Mr. Corbs, Sweetheart Roland, and The Seven Ravens. Yes. 
I'd just like to say, first of all, what a fantastic bunch of stories. And, Amazing. And what I've really felt is every single one of those is completely different from every other one. Apart from one, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Corpse <laughs> was a repeat <laughs> of the pack of ragamuffins. Okay, apart from that. I'm kind of counting them as two. Okay. As one. As one. Um, if you're doing that, then I completely agree. Completely different. It's just like it, different universes. I think I was a little bit worried that the more we would read the Brothers Grimm stories, the more they'd become formulaic and just the right. same. And, and it's kind of the opposite. I like, know. this series has, has, apart from, I'd say, The Golden Goose, which was the most classical fairy tale. Correct, yeah. They've I'd all agree. been completely different. So, from lowest to highest... This series. So we've given all of those a score, obviously. Yes. Would you like to hear them from the lowest to the highest ranking of the series so far? Yes, love to. Okay, bottom place, you can probably guess. Bottom place? Oh my goodness, right, I've got to think now. I can't remember think what... Think I... far back. Oh, of course, uh, I would say The Golden Goose. The Golden Goose, with a total score of 11.5. Out of 20. Out of 20, In terms yeah. of how we're scoring things these days, that's quite low. You gave it a 6, I gave it a 5.5. Oh, wow, I, am I generally more generous than you? I think you actually are. Yeah, I don't and know why. I, no, but I almost feel like with the lowest scoring stories, I give it lower than you. But with the highest scoring stories, I give it a little bit higher than right, you. Right, so I don't have much of a range in my scores. <laughs> I might be wrong there. Yeah, no, Don't take my word that for that. That feels about right. <laughs> Sixth place. Okay. Mr. Corbs. Wow. With 14 out of 20. Okay. Se- a little bit each. higher. Yeah. A little bit higher. Quite a, quite a lot higher, actually, yeah. But at least we agreed on that one. Fifth place. The Pack of Ragamuffins. Oh, wow, Mr. Corpse and the Pack of Ragamuffins together. With 15. So one more than Mr. Corpse. And do you know what? That's really confusing because I love those characters. I know, man. Chanticleer and Partlet, amazing. <laughs> yeah. But, and yet they're, yeah. So you gave Ragamuffins an 8 and I gave it a 7. So I gave right. Mr. Corpse and the Pack of Ragamuffins the same score. And I gave... You gave Ragamuffins a little a bit, bit more because you felt as diminishing returns, I think. Yeah. Fourth place... The Seven Ravens with 15.5 out of 20. So we're now getting Very over close. three quarters of the way to 20. Yep. Yeah, quite, yeah, 0.5. Was I the highest scorer there? Yeah, 8.5 yeah. you gave that. I love that. That's one of your highest scores you've ever given, I think. Yeah. And I gave it a 7. Third place, we're into the top three now. Oh, wow. In third place, the Three Spinners. Oh, of course. With 16.8 points each we okay. gave that we both like that one now interestingly i've compared that to rumpelstiltskin which was our other spinning story yes do you think that got less or more or the same i think what so what did um the three spinners get 16 16 i think rumpelstiltskin got higher it got 16 as well <gasps> they had exactly the same, the same wow. score. two spinning stories with the same score which is Interesting, as Rumpelstiltskin is one of the most famous stories in the yeah, world. Yeah. You gave that less than the three spinners, and I gave Rumpelstiltskin more, more than the three oh, spinners. Oh, interesting. 7.5 and 8.5, as opposed to 8 each for the three so spinners. So do you stand by that? Do you think now, in the cold <laughs> oh, light of day... no, don't do this to me. In the cold light of Christmas Day, do you think that you enjoy Rumpelstiltskin more than... Do you think Rumpelstiltskin is a better story than the three spinners? think so it yeah. hurts to say it actually so maybe i don't think so but i but feel like i feel like that that stands to reason mm. i think because you have 
little Rumpel, iconic Rumpelstiltskin man. In second place, Sweetheart Roland with 16.5. And in first place is the elves. Of course. And the shoemaker. Again, one of the famous ones. 17 points. And what did we give the elves? 8.5 each. Okay. So we're even on that. So that's, yeah, is that sound about right? I think that sounds about right. But just looking at that list makes me think we've got some cracking good stories this year. Oh, season. completely, yeah. So I've also, um, do, you, do you remember last Christmas episode? Basically, we did this last Christmas episode. We yeah. looked at the highest scoring stories and the lowest scoring stories that we've done. Yeah. This series, obviously, we've only done seven stories, so I just did them in order. But I've gone back and I've looked at the top five highest and top five lowest of all time now. Okay. Since last Christmas. So that's adding 2019 stories onto 2018 stories. Right. So would you like to hear the lowest scoring stories we've ever done? Ever. All time. Ever. In, of all time. Of all year and a half we've did been you, doing this. Did you say stories? So like lowest five? Lowest five. Okay. So we've only had two new entries into the bottom five stories in 2019. From 2018. Two. There's only two new ones. In 20, oh, in 2019, right. And these are stories that are get under 10 in total. So that's an average of five points each. Okay. And one of the, those two new entries is the lowest scoring story we've ever had. So in, well, technically joint fifth place, there are three stories that got 8.5 wow. out of 20. The Girl Without Hands. Criminal, that is. Thumbling. Again, criminal. And the new entry from 2019 is The Riddle which definitely, definitely deserves to be there. Yeah, it does. That was a disappointment. I Those other two, injustice is the word. It yeah. really hurts. Oh, that's We've awful. just got to draw a line under that. <sighs> For now, at least. Uh, it's second to last placed is Clever Elsie with eight points. Again, another injustice, I think. And the lowest scoring story of all time, talking about injustice, is The Hare's Bride <laughs> with seven points. That is low. <laughs> so low. <laughs> Do you think that's the worst story we've ever had? No. It's, it's, it's not. not. I don't think it's the best story we've ever had, if I'm honest. Uh, I think it's still lacking in a lot of ways, but we were too hard. I'm happy to, or prepared at least, to admit that I think we were too harsh on it. Well, you gave it a four and I gave it a three. That's wow. the lowest <laughs> you, score. You are, you're a monster. <laughs> the thing is... It was just so weird when I read it. And then when I read it to you, you I think in the episode I said you genuinely seem annoyed. <laughs> or you were like, yeah. what? So I just thought, come on, let's give it a three. But I actually think The Riddle was a worse story than The Hare's Bride. Because I think so. I really remember The Hare's Bride. It really stays with me. Yeah. Take the lid off. Take the lid off. <laughs> Take the lid off. So should, should we bring the mood back up? Do you want to hear the top scoring stories yes, of on. all time? Let's not focus on the uh, on the bad. Let's focus on the good. So this is the top five stories we've ever had. Yeah. It's been a very strong year, 2019. Yes. Because we have four new entries in the top five. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fifth place, the Juniper Tree with 17 points. Deserves it. Sorry, this is joint... Fifth place. The three stories were 17 points. Juniper Tree, you gave it a nine, and I gave it an eight. So I have given something a nine. You've given a few nines. Have I? Yeah. You're but right. What have you? You've gone 9.5, haven't you? Uh, maybe. Okay. Uh, with 17 points is the elves. 
And okay. The Shoemaker. Yeah. So that is a top five entry now. Excellent. That's from series two with 8.5 each. And also on 17 points is Rapunzel. I've got, of course. Which you gave an eight and I gave a nine. Oh, wow. Then in second place, the second highest scoring story of all time is yes. with 17.5 points, The Three Little Men in the Woods. Wow. It's the second highest. Second highest still. Yeah. <laughs> That's... I mean, that was the third... Well, technically the fourth story we did. It's and still... I, wow. I think it was the first proper adventure yeah, we had. that's why and, we loved it so much. And we'd been waiting for stories, so it was like, whoa! Yeah. It was amazing. You gave it a nine. And I gave it an 8.5. Do you know what the first story is? Can you guess? Okay, so let me just... Work through the logic a little bit. So our highest scoring story. It has to be a story from 2019. Yeah. But not from series two. So that means it's a story from 2019, but from like the the back half of series one. What story stands out from those? Ah. <laughs> okay. You know. I know. You know it. I know it. It's got to be the one, the only Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel with 18 points out wow. of 20. You gave an 8.5. That means you gave it a 9.5. I did. I knew nine. it. The highest score we've ever given. Well, I think 2019 has been an amazing year. It really has. But we've had a wonderful year. It's been amazing. It and has. we've had the fir tree said, what did he say? I've only ever heard one story. Yeah. Right? How many have we heard these days, guys? More than one. That More was one of them. The you, fir tree. That was one in itself. <laughs> and we're doing stories every two weeks. So actually, I feel very lucky. You know, the fir tree understood the importance of stories. And uh, I'm getting a bit uh, a bit morose and a bit... Uh, a bit emotional from <laughs> bit the port. Uh, it's been a wonderful year. It really has. And I'm looking forward to 2020. To 2020. So we only had the one story there. Beautiful though it was. Um, fortunately... We're now going to carry on eating some mince pies and have a second Christmas story. We will be reading a Norwegian Christmas story in our Grim Fables patron podcast. Yes. So the Christmas magic has not come to an end yet. Oh, no, it's continuing. Oh, yeah. Over on Patreon. (laughs) The after party (laughs) of the after party. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, for joining us at our second ever Christmas party. Yes, I hope you enjoyed the Christmas party. We certainly did. And uh, obviously a huge thank you yet again to our patrons. Absolutely. To uh, Ruth Spear, who did an amazing illustration for us and has been yeah. a great help to the podcast. Absolutely. And uh, and to everyone who's listened all the listeners. to Grim Reading. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great Christmas and festive time, festive everybody. Festive season and a great new year. And we'll see you in 2020. See you then. See ya. If you'd like to support the podcast, please head over to patreon.com slash grimreading to find out how, and also see the range of benefits available as a thank you from us. You can, of course, email us at grimreadingpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at grimreadingpod, and we're also on Instagram and Facebook at grimreading. You can find us on podbean, podbean.com slash grimreading. And we also have a website, grimreading.wordpress.com. Keep it grim.